We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Roswell in the 21st Century is a detailed re-examination of the Roswell UFO crash case. I have studied the evidence for more than 30 years, and I now put that evidence under a microscope in a cold case examination of the facts. These facts might not please everyone. They are based on my comprehensive investigation that took years to complete, but they do lead to the conclusion that whatever fell was not built on Earth. The best of Project Blue Book is based on the 22-year-long investigation conducted by the Air Force. But the book goes far beyond that, bringing in evidence that was uncovered long after Project Blue Book was ordered terminated. Using facts that were unavailable to the Air Force investigators, I was able to prove that the Air Force manipulated the data and drew unrealistic conclusions about the UFO sightings reported to them. My different perspective shows there was more to Project Blue Book than even the Air Force knew. Both books are available at Amazon.com. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person, visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404 474 0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404-474-0086. Hi everyone, this is Patty Conklin and Healing Within with my guest, Dr. Lori Nadell. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of the show. I know Dr. Lori has been, uh, filling in for me for a few weeks, but um, now she's back on as a guest, and I'm so thankful that uh, she's with me because 
we've had a couple of really tough weeks uh, since uh, since I talked to you last with the uh, coronavirus, uh, the the uh, novel Corona COVID nineteen. I guess we've got all sorts of names uh, for it, but we've had a lot of different things taking place, and um, really want to look at what is taking place, what's happening. And uh, from Lori's area of expertise and trauma and stress and what's happening in New York City, because that's where she is. And, and uh, Lori, welcome to the show, as always. And um, talk to me a little bit about what you and your guests have been talking about and, and where we are today versus where we were three weeks ago. Well, Patty, thank you so much for um, inviting me to uh, guest host for you. Uh, I think it was really, really uh, helpful for people. I hope to, to listen, especially to Dr. George Everly, who works with first responders uh, who, are, who are coming off uh, very difficult shifts where they're dealing with uh, you know, life and death situations where, where they feel overwhelmed and helpless. And we talked a lot about the uh, the importance of debriefing and and speaking to somebody uh, when you are uh, when you are feeling um, what we call acute stress. Uh, what, what the difference between a few weeks ago and and now is that people have been kind of living in this kind of confinement slash quarantine situation, and we're now rolling into our second month. And uh, as, as Dr. Uh, as Dr. As Governor Andrew Cuomo said, uh, as we get into the second month, people are starting to feel angry. They're starting to feel isolated. We're starting to see um, anxiety, depression, and um, and the other symptoms of acute stress, which is not everyday stress. It's interesting because April is Stress Awareness Month, and is it normally. Really? Yes, it is. Wow. And, and the irony, of course, is that usually we would be talking about, you know, the stress of paying bills or the stress of relationships or getting your kid to school or getting ready for uh, the summer and, um, you know, going on vacations and, you know, expenses. But uh, now we're talking about acute stress, which is, which is almost identical to post-traumatic stress. And the symptoms of uh, acute stress uh, can be... Um, Again, a severe uh, anxiety, a feeling of dread, like the other shoe is going to drop, uh, a um, sensations of nausea, dizziness, headache, your uh, heart, blood pressure may go up, your heart may start racing, uh, you may find it difficult to sleep or to eat, um, there can be a sense of panic, uh, flashbacks where you're kind of re-experiencing uh, the news, or if somebody you know has died suddenly, you may find that you're re-experiencing uh, that traumatic grief. Uh, sudden unexpected loss of life is what produces uh, acute stress, and it leads us to uh, gives us a feeling of helplessness and horror because we have just come face to face with a sudden violent loss of life. And yeah. we can get it. We can get it from watching TV. We can get it from being online. It is called indirect exposure, or VT, for vicarious traumatization. And so we have a population that 44 million people that we know of are reported struggling with post-traumatic stress, according to the National Institutes of Health, and that makes it a, a, a national mental health epidemic. So on top of that. We now have, you know, 343 million people 
who have been traumatized by uh, the potential of suddenly getting sick and our self care system, which is completely broken, having to live um, in isolation, uh, loss of jobs, loss of income, loss of businesses, livelihood, um, the sense of normal having been ripped away, um, literally the path that you thought you were walking on a few weeks ago is no longer there. Yeah. And so there's a feeling of being ungrounded. And these are all trauma reactions. And trauma is not a bad hair day. Trauma right. means that, that we're going mano a mano with our own mortality and with facing uh, life and death. And we're looking at thousands of people, innocent people, who uh, some of them young and healthy, they get sick and they die very quickly. It's very mysterious. Um, it has doctors puzzled. And we don't really know what's going on, and we get the feeling that nobody in charge knows what's going on. So there, there's nothing to hold on to. Yeah. And uh, that's really terrifying for people, yeah. and that's normal. And I just say to people, you're a normal person having normal reactions to right. an abnormal situation. Right, right. I mean, because, you know, the more we learn about the virus, the more we learn about the situation that we're in, uh, in terms of just, you know, walking past someone who's got droplets or air droplets and, and being able to do community spread that way. I mean, it's, it's, it's in some ways terrifying that something so innocuous, not seeing it invisible, could take your life. And yet... I mean, here in Georgia, I don't know where things how things are in in uh, in New York, but of course I'm an upstate girl. I don't think there's much of an outbreak or as much of an outbreak. But where I am here in Georgia, um, we had the first cluster uh, right where I am, and and it's amazing to me on how many people um, just aren't even aware of the fact that they um, are going to, uh, they need to be safe. And I can drive by here, you know, at the lake or whatever, and people are in huge groups sitting out sunning themselves. And it's like, why, 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 why are, are you know? So some people are getting absolute phobias over this and some people aren't being affected at all. Um, and just aren't taking it seriously. And so it just seems like we have these two groups that, that are polarized and not paying attention and not, not doing what they need to be doing. I think that a lot of people are in denial, especially you know what they show on the news um, are the uh, New York City and Chicago and New Orleans hospitals. And um, I would think that uh, anybody who's not in an urban area uh, is probably easy to kind of deflect it or to say it's not going to happen here. Right, right. Well, you know, we, we have, we had a situation in Georgia um, last week where our governor um, declared a stay at home and, uh, and yet opened up the beaches at Tybee Island. And Tybee Island City Council had closed the beaches on March 20th and the governor overrode it and said, people need to get to be able to go to the water and socialize and, you know, get out, get some fresh air, exercise, uh, you know, practice social distancing. And, and, you know, city council members, I think 
rightly so, were furious that they had closed down the beaches to keep their area safe. And all of a sudden, um, the governor's overriding them. And I'm, you know, I just wonder where is our leadership coming from? I mean, do we have leadership? Do we have anybody that people will really listen to or that we have one funnel of, um, of information coming through? Um, you know, well, it just seems you know, like part of the issue is governors are being left to make their own decisions. Right. I, I mean, I think it's really bringing up uh, a kind of in high relief um, some of the the issues that you know the the founding fathers had tried to outline or delineate in the Constitution, which has to do with the relationship between the federal government and the states themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, I I think you have a, a a really strange hybrid in the current leadership because on the one hand. Uh, they campaigned as Republicans and not wanting to be, you know, big government and, right. and not wanting to do, you know, um, massive spending bills the way those Democrats do. And right. now, you know, we have, uh, you know, three trillion two two hundred eighty billion more dollars that are going to be printed out of thin air um, to compensate for a crisis that nobody is in charge of. Right. Right. And no one's getting any clear directive. Um, I mean, it just seems like, yeah, you know, in the old days, um, you know, Republicans were all for, you know, not government, not getting involved, you know, not big spending and so forth. And um, I guess we're just putting a different label on a different a different uh, name. But I think that it's important to look at, you know, how the everyday person is being affected. I don't know about you, but I've already lost. Um, five individuals that I know um, to COVID. And, um, and just here in town, a little five-year-old girl, um, oh, you know, recovered. Sure. Awesome. Well, she recovered, but she's got 80% lung damage and she's only Ooh. five. And so oh, she's so going sorry. to have that for a long period of time. And talking to my uh, son, I finally got a hold of him in Texas because um, I hadn't talked to him the whole month and it was his birthday on uh, Sunday, and I finally got a chance to talk to him and found out that, sure enough, he had it as well. Finally went to the hospital when he, every third breath, really couldn't breathe. And um, he was pretty much through it, but uh, also has some lung damage. So we'll talk about the traumas and how people can look at this and what acute stress, acute trauma really is versus stress and trauma because there is a difference so folks it's patty conklin and dr Lori nadell and we will be back with you in just a few minutes and uh see you in a minute friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2.00. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now it's time for a plant fact. Everyone loves lilacs, but there's more to them than meets the eye. Their scientific name is syringa, which derives from the Greek word syrinx for panpipes. This is because their stems are filled with a spongy pith that can be removed and the hollow wood played like a flute. You can get your own lilac or any of the award-winning Proven Winners flowering shrubs at your local garden center or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. Are you looking for psychic services that empower as well as provide accurate information? Jenny is a third-generation psychic with extensive esoteric training. A practicing professional intuitive for over 30 years, her accuracy is astounding. While most psychics can read what will happen to you if you don't change directions, Jenny understands the future is subjective. While there is a river of time we all traverse, that river has many waves, eddies, currents, and tributaries from which to choose. With Jenny as your guide, you can explore the many possible outcomes in the river of time and navigate your course to the one of your liking. Take control of your future. Book your life-changing session with Jenny today at www.gen-e.net. That's www.gen-e.net. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. Is formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. everyone it's patty conklin and dr Lori nadell um talking about acute trauma acute stress uh when does the string get too thin 
uh, for people to cope and to handle. You know, I, I think back on, on other traumas that we've experienced, um, be it 9-11, be it Parkland, be it Columbine. I mean, we can go back through the last, you know, 100 years or so of traumas. And the, one that, the, the thing that feels different to me about this one is that it's so invisible. You know, we were talking about this being talking on the news about this being a 9-11 week or a, or a uh, Pearl Harbor week. The, the challenge that I have in looking at it is we already have more deaths than the uh, 9-11. Um, and yet uh, some people are so phobic that they're staying away from everything. Some people are practicing good social distancing. Um, and some people are getting just not taking it seriously. They still consider it to be a hoax. So at what point do the people on the, the spectrum of terrified, terrified to leave their homes, terrified of being around other people and so forth, and then, you know, the people in the middle, the people who are concerned, but, you know, are, are dealing with everyday life. At what point does that start to strain to the point where you have lifelong trauma associated with this? Or has it already happened? Well, I think, you know, you, you touched on something at the beginning where, where you know, the, the um, Surgeon General has been trying to give us, you know, metaphors to, to kind of compare this to something. Mm-hmm. They've talked about Pearl Harbor and they've talked about 9-11. Um, and, and those were events that, that affected our consciousness, you know, historically and permanently. That's like an imprint where you remember before Pearl Harbor or after Pearl Harbor or since right. 9-11. And this is going to be an imprint in um, not just the American psyche, but the human psyche. You know, bef- where were you before the plague hit and, and where were you during and, and, and when you came out of it, how has it affected you long term? It will affect everyone long term because we went from feeling basically safe in our own skin to feeling unsafe in our own skin. And that is really one of the uh, characteristics of uh, living with, uh, with, with acute stress or post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. You really feel that you know, there, there's something cellular that doesn't feel safe anymore. And this is not an event in the sense that uh, even World War II was an event or 9-11 was an event. It had a beginning, a middle, and an end in terms of chronology. This is completely open-ended. Last night, Dr. Ezekiel uh, Emanuel said, um, oh, you know, this is not going back to normal until we have a safe universal vaccine. This is going, we're going to be living with this off and on for the next 18 months. There will be more periods of quarantine. Um, We never go, you know, people say, when are we going to go back? And the answer is we never go back. Right. And we, we carry the imprint with us. And, you know, when you're asking about, you know, how does it affect people, um, about a third of people when, when something traumatic happens to them uh, directly, a third of people will kind of recover sufficiently to function, but from time to time they may get triggered by a news story or if they lose somebody or they hear about a friend of a friend who you know has the illness, they may get re-triggered. 
um, a third of people, and, and I'm kind of in this this third, will will look at that life and death event or that that moment as something that was a catalyst for transformation and 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 kind of opened the way to lead a more meaningful and purposeful life. Mm-hmm. And a third of people will never recover. They, yeah. they will remain uh, paralyzed, phobic. Uh, we had met many people, and I've worked with many people who never got on the subway again, could never go back to lower Manhattan again, uh, had to leave the city, moved out to the country, um, never wanted to speak about it again. And, um, and it, it affects different people differently. But what, what, we've, what we've known from people who are experts in the field is that it, it affects about a third, a third, and a third. And um, I think that time will tell what the lasting impact of this is going to be on our collective psyche. Yeah. So, Lori, is there an age grouping that uh, is more affected lifelong? Is it, does it does it even quantify by age, or is that just not uh, germane? I mean, just people's life history uh, will make. Um, will will help them either move into feeling safe again, or will keep them in a in a stress trauma place. I I don't think we know in terms of this one yet because I mean it's affecting you know billions of people around the world. So I don't think that you know you kind of need to to step back and look at this you know a few years from now. Um, I know that that young people or, or people in their thirties and forties with no history of illness are probably the most freaked out by now because yeah. it can hit at random and it can kill people very quickly who were healthy. Right. Um, then you have, you know, somebody like myself, 72 with pre-existing lung disease from exposure to dust from the world trade center. And, um, what, what it's done for me is, is make me much more vigilant about self care, both mm-hmm. in terms of prevention and I'm, uh, I can talk about a homeopathic protocol that uh, so far uh, I, I have been COVID-free, and I'm a big believer. I'm, I'm certified in a clinical clinical diploma in uh, clinical homeopathy. So mm-hmm. it's something that I, I really believe is very helpful, especially for prevention, but also for treatment where there are no conventional medicines that work or that work safely. Right. Uh, so I, I also... Um, have been very much aware that self-care is critically important. And I think if there's any kind of one of the silver linings of this event is that it, it's teaching people, especially people in, in my age group and with a pre-existing condition, uh, we're being told, do not go to the hospital. If, right. if My doctor told me, if you go to the hospital because you cannot breathe, you will not be given a ventilator. Right. So we have a very interesting situation here for people, baby boomers, because we have effectively been triaged out of the medical system and not being worthy of having our life saved in the event that we cannot breathe and we have to go into a hospital situation, unlikely that we would be given, you know, that we would be intubated. Now, I have a very clear do not intubate order which was signed by my doctor, which was done, you know, a while ago. 
because I, I don't want to be hooked up to machines and 66% of people who are intubated don't make it anyway. Right. And so right. Um, what are you going to do if you get sick becomes the critical question. If you yeah. have to take care of yourself at home, what do you need to have on hand? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, w- I, I cannot emphasize uh, strongly enough that if you can qualify for a CPAP machine, or an oxygen concentrator, if you can get a prescription from your doctor for one, if you can, um, if you if you have a business, if you're self-employed, you can order an oxygen concentrator, a refurbished one um, online, and you can have it in in your home because the CDC has certified that as a backup. Uh, for ventilators, yeah, um, they're not they're not that difficult to get. An oxygenator um, try, is that what you're an saying? An oxygen con- concentrator. It's called an Got oxygen it. concentrator, and you can get them refurbished. And they're they're a few hundred dollars. Um, yeah. Some places require a doctor's prescription, but if you have a small business or you say you need it for your office, you should be able to get one uh, without a doctor's prescription. Yeah. Uh, try yeah. not to order them from China or Asia because they, they, they can't, there are no planes flying out, so they cannot ship them. Right. They can't ship them. I mean, right. that's, go back to, to what we were talking about a little bit ago is uh, is the fact that we baby boomers, um, you know, I have the same information given to me don't go to the hospital one of the um you were guest hosting for me because i was going to be taking a uh, trip to israel and going in you know from atlanta to london to ireland to uh tel aviv to turkey to tel aviv to jordan back home and my doctor was just like you have bronchitis and Mm. no you're not going to go Um, and at this point the trip hadn't been canceled yet, but she said, you know, you definitely are in your yearly had bronchitis for 18 years in a row. So you're in your chronic bronchitis stage and, and no, you're not going to go. And of course, right before I left, the trip was canceled anyways, because Israel had shut down so many of the uh, sites we were going to see. Uh, we're going to do it again in October. We're going to see if uh, we can do the tour then. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to come back and report on that. But one of the things that was interesting for me was um, in having the bronchitis. You know, one of my daughter-in-laws is a pharmacist. And, um, and they weren't being given any uh, PPEs. They weren't giving any protective um, uh, assistance at all. And so, you know, she put her foot down and said, we are not uh, getting around your mother or your, you know, the babies or bring them over. Um, and we're going to self-quarantine her whether she likes it or not. And so they have, and I've agreed with it because, um, you know, she didn't know what she could possibly be carrying home um, right. to the kids or my son and then on to me with my lungs being compromised. So right. let's talk about that on the other side about how lonely it gets um, when we are self-quarantining. So, folks, it's Patty Conklin and Dr. Lori Nadell, and we will be back with you in just a moment. Stay tuned.
Are you ready for spring? Well, now's the perfect time to head out to your local garden center and pick up a hydrangea from Proven Winners to add to your landscape. Proven Winners hydrangeas are gorgeous and simple to care for. There's just no better or easier way to enjoy a flower-filled summer. Take the time to plant one now and look forward to years of enjoyment and compliments. Look for Proven Winners hydrangeas in the white containers at your favorite garden center. Now it's time for a plant fact. Everyone loves lilacs, but there's more to them than meets the eye. Their scientific name is syringa, which derives from the Greek word syrinx for panpipes. This is because their stems are filled with a spongy pith that can be removed and the hollow wood played like a flute. You can get your own lilac or any of the award-winning Proven Winners flowering shrubs at your local garden center or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide audience if you have seen a ufo had a close encounter seen a ghost bigfoot lake monster or a story that you would like to share or have investigated contact me rob mcconnell by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll free 1-800-610-7035 extension 143 and on skype xzone radio tv for more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? 
Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Hi, everyone. It's Patty Conklin and Healing Within with my guest and my my guest co-host, uh, uh-huh. Dr. Lori Nadell, who did such a wonderful job while I was uh, uh, supposed to be on a beautiful uh, world tour of uh, studying Mary Magdalene and, and uh, going to the Middle East. And instead, I was in bed with bronchitis uh, while she did the show for me. So again, thank you so much for... Uh, for jumping in and taking over and, and, you know, I'm glad you did. This is this uh, situation that we're in right now. I know we're kind of timelining the show, but it's important that we do that um, in terms of the coronavirus. But, you know, I, I get really sad when I'm seeing folks in nursing homes or people in the hospital who are passing away and loved ones can't be with them. Uh, because they're they're dying of, of COVID, and and just the average person. I mean, I know how much it has affected me, not being uh, with my children and grandchildren, and being able to see them. And you know, typically when kids are out of school, I take care of them. My other daughter-in-law said, "Nope, I'm taking care of all the kids because we're not going to let any of us get around you." And um, and, and I understand why, obviously, logically, um, but there's a, a loneliness that seeps in that just seems like it's even more, um, and not more, but it's egregious in and of itself that um, self-quarantining when you've got someone who's working on the front line uh, in this, in this uh, devastating time um, who wants to make sure that you're staying safe one of the things that I'm in my little cabin, my my little lake cabin, and I've been here for the last uh, three weeks because my my big house is two miles from the hospital uh, uh, here in town, and I gave it over to the hospital um, so that ICU uh, nurses and ER nurses, doctors, whoever wants to self-quarantine from their family has a safe place to go. And um, since they work together and are together and so forth, it's it's interesting because they even wear their masks inside the house, even with each other, um, until they go to their own bedroom. So, you know, kind of by way of being able to help them uh, self-quarantine from their families. But are you hearing a lot about um, depression increasing? Um, I know of three people who have committed suicide um, just in the last two weeks because of germ, germophobes and um, depression of being, um, being alone. Are we seeing, uh, are we getting any numbers yet or is it too early to tell? Um, well, I, I've, I've seen that the numbers on domestic violence are increasing. I, I haven't uh, seen, and I'm sorry for your losses. Uh, I, I haven't heard of, uh, of any suicides uh, yet, uh, I think that the dark side of this is going to start showing up, uh, right? You know, pretty soon in uh, in the news media once they, um, you know, once they they kind of stop focusing on the on the body count aspect yeah. and the you know the medical crisis aspect. Um, 
loneliness and you know it's 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 more complicated than that because i think that when our normal life routines and patterns and and our social connections are kind of ripped away from us and uh we find ourselves alone and we're not you know solitary creatures by nature you're used to having your family around um, you know, we're used to meeting with people uh, for our work or we have people that we go walking with or we you know, have coffee with people and all that whole social fabric is suddenly ripped away. And we come face to face with what I call three elephants. And the three elephants are the loss of control, the loss of safety and the loss of identity. And the mm-hmm. loss of identity is, I think, what drives people to suicide because it's who am I if I'm here all alone and nobody knows that I'm here and nobody cares that I'm here and what happens if I die alone and I'm going to die alone anyway, so I might as well take my own life or mm-hmm. whatever that whatever that, that, that spiral of depressive thinking is. And you don't have anybody to, um, to, bounce, it off, you know, to bounce it off or right. you're somebody who doesn't reach out to people because you don't want to burden people. Um, but the most important thing, and I'm so glad that, that we have uh, Zoom and we have WhatsApp and Skype, we have all kinds of visual media, um, and even if you, you just prefer talking on the phone, it's mm-hmm. really important to reach out to people and, and say, I'm lonely. Even if you call a suicide hotline and say, I can't stand it anymore, there's no point in living, talk to somebody. Yeah. Because it's the people who don't say anything who are the ones who successfully suicide. Yeah. Um, people who are dealing with addictions, um, relapsing is, I imagine, very high right now. Um, isolation is, uh, you know, it's very tough. I lived in solitary for a couple of years because I was working on uh, my book, The Five Gifts, Discovering mm-hmm. Hope, Healing, and Strength When Disaster Strikes. And by the end of those, and I like to write, and I'm used to being, you know, spending long periods of time by myself. But yeah. by the end of that period, I thought, I hate this. Um, I never want to do this again. Uh, yeah. The isolation was, was, and I was in the, the absolutely magically beautiful spot. But I think isolation literally can be deadly, and it can produce the kind of stress that will depress the immune system. So that's another danger. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, um, you know, in being out here, I mean, I've got a beautiful view and I'm an introvert, believe it or not, folks, I'm an introvert when I'm not working. I'm an introvert. I like being alone. I'm used to being alone and, and, uh, and I find uh, peace and calm in it. Um, but this is a different type of aloneness of, um, you know, yes, the, the kids are checking in and, you know, everybody's, uh, Uh, you know, making sure I'm okay and dropping off groceries and, you know, that kind of stuff. But, but I think that, you know, I haven't been in a grocery store in the last three weeks. Um, You know, I haven't gone to that, to that space, not because I'm fearful. And I, and I really want to make that clear for people. You can be cautious. You don't need to be fearful. Fearful continues to suppress your immune system and and you can get sick faster um so let's not go into fear but let's stay in a place of awareness and caution um given my lung situation i'm not going to go waltzing into a grocery store 
Um, but I'm not fearful if I needed it. You know, if the boys weren't around, right. I would go in the grocery store. But I think it's important, and and this is this is the one situation that I dealt with two weeks ago um, with a client who uh, has a severe phobia of germs. And so we were we were on the phone. Excuse me, we were on the phone, and uh, uh, actually got suicide hotline on the phone as well. And, um, you know, gave it about five hours of talking and felt, I think we suicide hotline and I both felt like we Uh had him in a good space and that he understood and he was calm and so forth. And he still took his life an hour later. Oh, Um, sorry. And so, you know, I think that it's really important for people to say, to be aware of, yes, you, you need to be cautious. You need to take your precautions uh, if you're healthy and so forth, and they're suggesting wearing face masks now, whatever it is, or like you said, you know, get the oxygen, oxygen, um, I'm going to, I got to write that down. Um, it's a concentrator, concentrator. oxygen concentrator. Um, yeah. You know, get something if you can, if you need to. But I think it's important for people to uh, be aware of, of what is your emotional uh, status. Uh, you can be aware, you can be cautious, you can be concerned, but please attempt to stay out of fear. Um, and the more news you watch, sometimes the more wound up you get and so forth. We we started, uh, I've got some good friends that are scattered across the country. And um, so they suggested that every Sunday night we do uh, voctails, um, that we do Zoom. Oh. And we have cocktails and we just sit and visit and have our cocktails and each in our own space. And uh, I love the idea um, because we're socializing and yet we're staying at home. And, and thank goodness for that technology that we have today um, of being able to use Zoom or, or use um, uh, uh, Skype or whatever the modality is to be able to have that. We've also brought back uh, Wednesday evening energy adjustments. So every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern time, uh, we're doing an hour and either I'm leading the first half hour or one of my uh, colleagues, Bonnie Rawls, is doing a half hour. And then the second half hour is by Faye Henry uh, doing gongs. So you get color works and you get tone works in the hour and you can stay on the full hour if you'd like to. Um, but just working on rebuilding the immune system and decreasing fear and just, uh, um, you know, helping people uh, through this time period. So, folks, remember that for, for Wednesday evenings. And, and where, Lori, where it's do a we good sign time. up for that? Where, um, where you, do we sign up for that? So if you just go to pattyconklin.com uh-huh. at 7 o'clock and go okay. into, if you go pattyconklin.com slash live. Um, uh-huh. the video, uh, player will come up and, uh, you may have to re- re- refresh it a few times, but uh, video player will come up and it'll be live, uh, video. Awesome. And, that uh, is fantastic. So, so just com slash live and, uh, and people can just join us at 7 PM East coast time. Um, so we're, we're coming back with that because we really felt like it was a time where people needed to be able to tune in and have that time with us um, to meditate and calm down and so forth. Because, you know, it is something that I think will will ebb and flow uh, over the next 18 months. I don't think, I'm hoping 
that we don't see the death rate as high as it is. I think that people will be more watchful without being fearful um, that that's taking place. Now it's time for a plant fact. Roses are one of the oldest ornamental plants in cultivation, with a history going back over 5,000 years. The philosopher Confucius wrote about them, and Roman emperors treated their guests to dining on carpets of rose petals, with thousands more raining down from above. Become a part of this epic history by planting a proven winner's rose. Just look for the white containers at your local garden center, or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. Now it's time for a plant fact. Everyone loves lilacs, but there's more to them than meets the eye. Their scientific name is syringa, which derives from the Greek word syrinx for panpipes. This is because their stems are filled with a spongy pith that can be removed and the hollow wood played like a flute. You can get your own lilac or any of the award-winning Proven Winners flowering shrubs at your local garden center or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past life lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. 
is formulated from zoolite whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. Hi, everyone. It's Patty Conklin and Healing Within with my guest, Dr. Lori Nadell. And Lori, I don't have your book sitting in front of me, so would you please give me the title of The Five Gifts, the full title? It's called The Five Gifts, Discovering Hope, Healing, and Strength When Disaster Strikes. It has a forward by Dan Rather, who has been my uh, good friend and teacher and writing mentor for uh, many years. And, uh, you know, what's important about the, the, the book is that it... I look at how people in other cultures and spiritual traditions, um, what tools do they use? What kind of mindset and values do they have that helps them cope with long periods of adversity and hardship, which in our lifetime in this country, we've been spared until now. Uh, we've been spared war. We've been spared famine. Uh, yes, we've had you know terrorist attacks in this country. Now we're having an uptick in natural disasters. But we, we've never gone through something like this, which is really more of, of like a plague or, um, you know, a disease that, that's killing indiscriminately. And the five gifts that came to me in meditation soon after I lost my home to Hurricane Sandy, those five gifts are humility, which is the gift and the grace to accept that there are forces greater than we are. And that in any human lifetime, there are going to be cycles of hardship and cycles of fun and cycles of famine and cycles of prosperity. And it's not because you didn't visualize or because you attracted it with your negative thinking. It's just, it, it's just part of being human. And, and humility gives us the grace to accept that there are things that happen that are greater than us that we don't understand. Yeah. Patience is what I call the unbearable gift. Uh, we're mm -hmm. in a patient culture, and we want this to go away now, and we want everything to go back to the way it was, you know, a month ago or six weeks ago, and everybody says, when are we going to get our normal back? And um, patience is the gift that helps us endure when the pain goes on longer than we think that it should. And yeah. when we find ourselves triggered a year from now, two years from now, um, it can be an anniversary, um, it can be something, it can be a song, it can be a smell, suddenly we can be overwhelmed with a sudden upsurge of grief. Patience is the gift that lets us just accept that, that wounds heal in their own time, in their own way. And there's no magic cure and there's no timetable. You know, patience is what lets people in other parts of the world uh, deal with immense suffering, like the genocide in Rwanda or the, uh, to the tsunami in Thailand. Right. And it's a great gift. It's the gift that nobody wants, but it's the gift that we need now. Empathy yeah. is the feel-good gift, and we see it now, and there's a tremendous outpouring, and we, we have an a incredible community of what I call empathy warriors, our, our doctors, our nurses, our first responders who walk into danger every day. Um, but what happens after a few months is uh, empathy in the community starts to die down, 
and people kind of revert and into their own individual shells and their own individual lives. And what we need to recover from a traumatic event, because it takes three to five years to really process something of this magnitude. And, and we need empathy, sustainable empathy. You know, very often when I start working with people, it's six months, a year, year and a half, two years after the event itself. Yeah. So we need sustainable empathy for the long haul. The fourth gift is forgiveness. And when I think about forgiveness, I think about forgiving, because forgiveness is not a light switch. It's an mm -hmm. active process. And yes. we need to be forgiving of ourselves because we couldn't prevent this from happening. We need to be forgiving of God because yeah. we don't understand what the bigger plan is here. And, and being forgiving will help to ease a lot of the anger and frustration that we're feeling now. And finally, the final gift is growth. And as bioorganisms, we are growing all the time, whether we want to or not. But with the gift of post-traumatic growth, we will look back on this event and say, you know, I wish I'd never gone through it and I would never wish it on anyone, but I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't learned what I learned from going through that particular hardship. And exactly. it kind of is summed up in this beautiful Hindu proverb, which is, um, even the withered branch grows again and the sunken moon returns. Wise ones who ponder this are not troubled in adversity. Everything in life is a cycle, and what we're going through now is a cycle, and it yeah. will eventually come to an end, and there will be rebirth and renewal and regrowth because creativity and healing are the most powerful forces in the universe and there's, you know, there, there, you know, is Ecclesiastes that there's a time to born and a time to die and a time to grieve and a time to celebrate. Right. And so I, I ask everybody listening to start a happiness jar, get a jar nice. and write happiness on it. And every day, just noticed one tiny moment of sparkle. Somebody smiles at you. You had a great walk with your dog. Uh, you spoke to a friend, somebody made eye contact, your 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 garden is blooming, um, you had a nice meditation, you made some nice food for yourself, and anything that makes you happy or brings a smile to your heart, just write it on a piece of paper and put it in the happiness jar. And mm -hmm. after a month, um, they usually tell you after a year, but we, we need happiness, we need, to, we need to boost our happiness levels on a regular basis. So right. wait three or four weeks, empty out the jar, and then maybe get on Zoom or Skype with your friend, and each of you read out the things that make you happy. Empty your happiness jar and read everything that was in your happiness jar, and you'll notice that it really makes that moment sparkle, and it really lifts your spirits. Yeah. And um, put everything idea. back in the happiness job and, and uh, the happiness jar, and then just keep adding more pieces of paper to your happiness jar until um, you'll find very quickly that, it, that, that your life is filled with moments of happiness that you hadn't really paid attention to before. Right. Um, this is a time that's making us need, needing to be more mindful of uh, the, we're walking a very fine balance between life and death, but we're walking that balance every day, all the time. We, we're just not aware of it. And, right. and when we become aware of it, we can celebrate those moments of happiness with deeper joy. Yeah, 
Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And that's a great way for people to keep a, keep a, you know, take a few minutes each day and look at the happy. And uh, it's a good time, folks, for you, two things. Join us on our Energy Adjustment Wednesday nights and go get Dr. Lori's book, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Nobles, I'm assuming, and um, get her book, get it downloaded, go buy it, whatever. I guess bookstores are probably closed mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. But uh, you can download it and uh, and start reading because I agree with you. It is going to be a time where we're going to need to uh, look ahead and uh, kind of reflect on on this time period. I, I want to touch on before we end. Um, I want to touch on uh, first read first frontliners um, because I know that the nurses that are staying in my home um, are so exhausted and miss their family so much. And it seems like every single death um, in the uh, hospital when they work so hard. Uh, work so hard and so many hours to uh, keep them going, uh, keep individuals going, and they pass. The trauma that I see just in the last three weeks of texting with them or talking to them um, is dramatic. And and I'm wondering about the frontliners of just how can people help them um, come out, not necessarily come out of the trauma, but what support can we give them other than material things? I mean, we're providing food and we're providing a home and so forth at PCI. Um, but we've got a minute or so left. How can, how can individuals help the frontliners in their community? Uh, I, I think simply saying thanks. Um, every time you, you see someone in the cities, uh, at 7 o'clock people go out on their balconies or out in the street and they clap and they cheer for the first responders, for the uh, you know fire fire departments. Uh, if mm-hmm. you are, uh, um, I as I spoke to you, Patty, I'd like to offer uh, complimentary sessions to uh, using the tools that were developed, uh, critical incident tools that we used for first responders at Parkland. Yeah. I have emotional first aid tools that can help uh, take stress away uh, within seconds that yeah. they can use on the floor uh, when they're with patients, uh, that we can use with our families. And um, if you're listening, also, um, if you go to my website, you can sign up for a complimentary 15-minute session that I'm offering. It's laurienadel.com. But, Patty, you know, I've spoken to you. I'd, I'd love to be able to offer these, these tools that have been developed for first responders on the front yeah. line um, to, to anyone uh, whom, you're, whom you're housing uh, and make that available also to hospital staff, and we can talk about how best to do that. Yeah. Uh, but just say thank you. You yeah. know, just 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 keep saying th- sending those thanks out to the universe, and yeah. uh, sending sending thanks uh, when you walk past a hospital or see someone in a uniform. Um, just say thank you. It means the world to those yeah. who are working. Yeah. Know that they're out there helping us, folks. I just uh, take care of yourself. Practice social distancing. Um, you know, I'd done a little video a couple of weeks ago that uh, we're, we're all in this together. Um, stay safe. Take the precautions at home in terms of, of um, what you feel is best for homeo, uh, homeopathics and herbs and so forth to uh, help yourself stay, stay healthy. But uh, for all of you out there listening, thank you so much for being a part of 
today's show. Dr. Lori, thank you so much for giving us so much great information. And folks, I hope I see you on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. pattyconklin.com. Thank you so much. This is Patty Conklin, Dr. Lori Nadell, Healing Within. See you next time. <music>